I want to share uh, today's word. Before we share, uh, just have a word of prayer. Holy Father, we thank you for this time that you have given us. Lord, we bring ourselves to you, Lord Jesus, to hear from you what you have to share with us. Lord, let the hidden truth, hidden word, be life to us. Let it nourish us, let it correct us, let it challenge us, Lord, to, to be more like you. Lord, we give everybody, every heart, every mind into your hands, Lord Jesus. That everybody's heart will be connected to you as to receive the word of God. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor. Jesus' name. I want to continue with the same uh, topic that I had uh, taken a few weeks back. First is, we looked into the obedience. We looked into the obedience of Jesus. How Jesus learned obedience from what he suffered. We looked into how Jesus was obedient to his parents, his authorities. Um, we looked into how Jesus volunteered himself to be obedient to his parents. You know? uh, so he learned obedience through what he suffered. Okay, obeying your parents is not suffering. Okay, let me make it very clear. Obeying your parents is not suffering. But that was a step where God learned obedience. It was a voluntary decision for Jesus. You know, okay. Today we will look into another aspect of obedience, how Jesus learned obedience through what he went through. Let's take our Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Yes, um, we look into this uh, scripture, this very familiar passage where if you have been Christian for quite some time, like the story is that after Jesus' baptism and uh, the, the attestation that was given by the Father that he is pleased with Jesus uh, without even starting his ministry was such a, a pleasing thing for Jesus because um, after that, the Spirit of the Lord led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. You know, it is such an odd thing for us to hear the spirit of the Lord leads to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Have you come across any person telling in this world that I was led into the spirit, uh, I was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil or tested by the devil? You don't hear it anywhere these days. And it is a, such an unusual thing. Why? Is because the first and foremost thing is that when you are, we all go through this experience. We don't say it, but we all go through this experience. Jesus was full of the Spirit. Okay? And he was led by the Spirit to the wilderness. Now, 
what there are few things that we need to understand that god uses people to test okay god we, we need to understand one thing very clear god uses people to test us god uses devil to test us and god himself tests us okay i repeat god uses people to test us god uses devil to test us and god himself tests us okay now this case is very clear that god is uh, sorry spirit is leading jesus to be tempted by the devil now god doesn't tempt anybody because bible clearly says in james 1:13 it says when tempted no one should say god is tempting me for god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he he tempt anyone okay now you need to understand very clearly that when god gives devil permissions to test us god uses devil to test us okay he gives devil permission to test us devil has various means to test okay but one of the weapons that he uses is temptation got my point so he uses devil uses one of this uh, weapon as uh, temptation okay now trials uh, trials is different test is different uh, temptation is different okay uh, understand uh, test is for your promotion to bring the best out of us but trial uh, temptation is to pull us down okay to pull us down it is not to uh, it is to bring the worst in us the devil wants the worst in us that is why he tempts us okay so the, that is the thing okay now we need to understand one thing that why devil tempted jesus okay when you when you want to know that why devil wanted to tempt jesus uh, tempted jesus you to understand from the devil's perspective what was he after because this the very thought of temptation didn't come from jesus it came from devil he uh, tempted jesus okay are you able to understand what i am saying okay it was devil who tested uh, tempted jesus okay and it says when he was um he was sent to the wilderness now you need to understand few important things here jesus was sent to the wilderness you know wilderness is a school where we are tested it is uh, to see where we get uh, we are passed or we get promoted or we are elevated or not you know it is a place of loneliness wilderness is a place of loneliness and one thing i want to clearly make it very clear we 
while going further all these things happened real it was not a myth, uh, mythical story or not a, uh, uh, the, somebody had written that all these events that uh, what uh, uh, Jesus went through is real thing and the places are real and if you go to Israel, Israel and or you can study a few passages uh, books uh, one thing is very clear that during summer Israel wilderness is very 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 hot it's scorching hot you know you can die because of lack of water lack of food but the spirit of God drew them into um, the wilderness now John the Baptist Moses David Elijah Israelites all of them and there are many more all of them had been sent to the wilderness to be to learn from this it's a place of teaching it's a place of trial it's a place where you are taught it's a place of um, uh, suffering it's a place of where you are um, uh, taught by the spirit of God and nurtured by the spirit of God so Jesus also was sent to this school probably in our lives we may have go through this wilderness experience we may be alone we may be around many people but we may feel that loneliness we may feel that nobody is understanding no but those are the wilderness experiences god is teaching us to depend more on him you know when jesus was sent to the wilderness there were wild beasts there were demons there was angels and there was holy spirit nobody else no food no water nothing and this was one of the crucial test for jesus on the earth this was one of the crucial test for jesus i repeat it was one of the crucial test now if you go on reading down one of the main things is that devil comes and tells So, devil comes and tells. But if you are the son of God, you know, after he finishes forty days of fasting and praying, now he's very hungry. Okay, now he's very hungry. Um, physically, he's weak. Spiritually, yes, he is high, but physically, he's very weak. But understand one thing very clear that. in our weakness in our when we are physically weak when we are physically weak and when we are spiritually very high that is where the devil comes and tempts us that is where the devil comes and tempts us I'll, let's go ahead it says if you are the son of god you know if you are the son of god command these stones become bread but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god you know the devil came to jesus and is telling i jesus if you are the son of god now devil knows who jesus is okay if you are the son of god tell the stones to become bread 
And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And you know, Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy 8 verse 2. You know, um, 8 verse 2 verse 3, it says, you know, he humbled uh, you, causing you to hunger, then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. We don't understand that Jesus didn't quote himself. He quoted the word of the Lord. It is written. Jesus quoted, it is written. Now we need to understand one thing that in Jesus' weakness, he was really, really hungry. Okay, he was really, really hungry. Why I said that in our weaknesses, they will come and tempt us because I have seen in my ex-life that when we are physically weak, when we are exhausted, when we are really, really broken, not in a good shape, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, that is where the devil will come and use all his tactics to make us fall. You know, in other words, what was Jesus, devil telling Jesus is, since you are the son of God, why doesn't your loving father feed you? Why does he put you in the wilderness where it is lonely and hot, no water, no food? Why doesn't your father love you? Doesn't your father love you? That was the question, indirect way. He himself gave food to Israelites in the wilderness. He fed Elijah through ravens. Why can't he use your? Why can't uh, you use your power to? Uh, because after all, you are the son of God to turn these stones into bread so that he can eat. No, it was all the questions. You know, this same way. This is the same way. He attacked Eve. It's the same way he attacked her. In the Garden of Eden, out of all the things, God, uh, God, um, God gave you everything except one thing. Why? Doesn't he trust you? You need his permission to eat. You use your power to eat that food. You choose your willpower. That is the same kind of question he used, you know to bring the humanity down but he's the same but he's using the same tricks to bring Jesus down but this is what amazed me you know when I was studying this this is what amazed me but Jesus but Jesus was like in this is another way if you look at it Jesus uh, Satan was very practically telling you know Practically, Jesus, you are the son of God. Why are you suffering? You just turn this water. You just have to take care of your phys uh, physical needs. Don't look into the spiritual needs. You just look into the physical needs. You need to get strength. That is what is required. He was taunting Jesus, you know. You know, Jesus knew what Satan was up to. You know, what was Jesus' reply? 
for man shall not live by bread alone you know we need to understand one very important thing jesus was tackling the whole issue as not as the son of god but he was tackling the whole issue as a man as a human being he god as he god had given him all the powers in this world but he didn't use that because he was tackling this temptation as a man just like you and me yes god was completely man god was completely human being uh, completely uh, jesus completely man and uh, god but this particular point he was being tempted as a man he tackled it as a man so we need to understand one thing very very clear that the devil is after your physical needs over your spiritual needs he will he is more likely to satisfy you with your physical needs over spiritual needs he doesn't want he doesn't want jesus knew the same tactics that he used you know no if jesus wanted to uh, turn the stones into bread he he got opportunities later on you know when uh, he fed the 5000 people uh, when he uh, and when he turned the water into wine he he did all this but that particular point he didn't have to do because that was not the will of god and that was not why he had he didn't give himself to a temporary uh, solution over eternal disobedience in other words i can say that jesus trusted the father to meet his needs in his own time and in his own way he didn't use his power no he wanted to do the will of god he wanted to obey god it is better he decided it is better to be hungry in the will of god than be satisfied out of the will of god satan was more focused trying to feed the fleshly needs but jesus was more focused on to feed the spiritual need Now the key highlight over here is well very important thing is that physical food can never replace our spiritual food physical food can never replace our spiritual food spiritual food is more important than our physical food you know when you when you chew on the word of god it gives us strength it gives us strength you know it gives us strength it nourishes our body strengthens us it gives us uh, it gives us insights from the word of god it enhances our understanding it enhances the uh, activates the spirit sword of the spirit so um, jesus knew that um, his temporary need was uh, not to be uh, looked after but his eternal or permanent need had to be looked after that is uh, obeying the word obeying the father and also seeing his spiritual need met because first instance it was the spirit of god that led him there secondly in john 4 verse 31 it says you know when jesus was having a conversation with 
Samaritan woman, uh, he had sent his disciples to get some food. But when they came back, he was discussing with the Samaritan woman. 4 verse 30, 31, it says, you know. Meanwhile, his disciples argued, asked him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, remember, clear, clear this. I have food to eat that you do not know nothing about. Then his disciples asked each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, uh, he, uh, he said, it is to do the will of him. It is to do the will of him that sent him. Isn't it interesting? God's will for him is to finish the work or be obedient. You know what was Jesus' work was to die on the cross. Being obedient to what the Father had laid down, the plans for him. He was obedient to that. And that was the food that he had. Being obedient is all being obedient in Christ, in the Father, is also the food that is much required. So Jesus didn't have to, so that is why Jesus didn't give in to the devil. Are you able to say one thing very clear that these days, you know, that as young people, living in the modern world, 21st century, everything is available instantly. We don't have the patience. We don't have. I wonder if we were in uh, Jesus' position, what did we do? If the devil comes in, like for example, forget devil. Um, if let's take an example, if we are doing something and uh, we are very hungry and Instead of waiting, just let's call McBeast and get some burgers or in like instant everything is installed, let's make some Maggie or do we have the patience to wait? In the time of preparation or uh, till the food comes or till everything gets over or we go back home. What are we meditating on? Are we thinking about food? You know these days, this world we live in is very uh, very funny, you know why? Because there are a lot of shows, TV shows, where it only emphasizes on food. It only emphasizes on food, food, food. So the devil knows very clearly that if I, you know, um, I was listening to a testimony uh, from a he is a Jewish Israeli or a Messianic Israeli, Jewish. Uh, you know, he says that Christians in America or across the world, they pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So they send so many millions of dollars to Israelites. You know, but he said very funny, you guys don't know what you guys are doing or you guys are praying for. You guys are praying for the peace of Jerusalem, but you are sending so much money. But what we do, we eat a lot of things, we acquire a lot of things. But you feed us full, but you send us to hell. Does it make sense? So, these days, the devil too, he gives us all the foods that we can see. Our main focus is on feeding ourselves. 
not feeding the word of god for example call for a prayer meeting fasting and prayer tomorrow how many people will come but same time you tell that i have organized a party where you can do unlimited barbecue enjoy watch a movie play games how many people will turn up everybody but prayer fasting and prayer none or handful our focus is different but whereas jesus his focus was to do the will of god i able to understand the tricks of the devil okay now the second thing is um the devil um brought another question you know another question now you know how does it go is that devil address the physical need of jesus so jesus is countering spiritually now okay devil goes another step he says very subtly he does it you know okay now okay you are quoting lot of scriptures now now let me let me quote you uh, back scriptures let me see that whether you will obey the scripture or obey the father you know the second thing is that is it is if you are the son of god throw yourself down no then the devil took him okay sorry what then the devil took him into a holy city and he had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and he said to him if you are the son of god throw yourself down for it is written okay for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and their hands they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against the stone so for that jesus replied you know on the other hand it is written you shall not put the lord your god to test now it's very interesting that how devil brings like when you try to be overs spiritual how devil okay let's me let me bring another word of god to you here is the catch you need to understand one very important thing that that devil will use the word of god devil will definitely use the word of god but here is the catch he will never use it correctly or there will be some missing part in that you know this words that he used is psalms 91 verse 11 and 12 if you have your bibles you can see there or um, he says that for sams 100 and, uh, sorry 91 verse 11 and 12 it says like this you know for he will guard, command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone you know devil missed one important thing very clever cleverly he uh, left this in all your ways you know devil can quote the scriptures beautifully but he can cleverly omit few words to bring it the way he wants are you able to understand what i'm saying he can bring it the way he wants leaving few things 
you know exactly telling Psalms 91 it says you know when the child of God is in the will of God the father will protect him okay when the child of God is in the will of God the father will protect him he watches over those who are in his ways and in his ways is completely striked out by the devil because he doesn't want um, Jesus doesn't I mean the devil doesn't want Jesus to know that if he is in, um, in his ways he will be taken care he doesn't want can you recollect uh, can you recognize the teachings these days can you recognize he you know we need to understand one thing very clear that we should never divorce one part of the scriptures from other we must uh, always compare spiritual things with the spiritual you know that is why that is where one of the best thing that i, I can recollect is that in the book of i don't, don't remember exactly the words but um but when Paul had preaching, Paul or Peter was preaching to a particular church, they were observing or cross-verifying it, cross-verifying it with the, through the, with the word, whether this person was preaching the truth or not. You know, um, we can almost do anything from the Bible, you know. If you uh, remove the text from the context and turn them into text, you can prove anything and everything through the word of God. You can prove anything. So, uh, Jesus, uh, because of that, you know, um, there are a lot of churches these days, you know, they are taking what is required and which is pleasing to people's ear and preaching only that. There is no correction, there is no rebuke, there is no absolute, uh, people get offended, uh, that is why they don't use certain uh, words, they don't, absolutely no. They, they just don't want to, they want to keep it uh, very compromising, they just want to say a few nice things and you have a lot of churches across the world who doesn't even use the name of Jesus he just say God 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 plainly God and just they just keep it that way they just keep it that way you know the Bible is full of promises and uh, of protection and provision but we can't claim it and try to twist the word of God for our favor you know for the way we want it then God doesn't approve that Bible doesn't approve that you know we can't take the promises of God and say it in faith that nothing will happen to me and no 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 that doesn't work you know if Jesus if Jesus being the son of God who had all the authority he could have done that but if he didn't do we have no absolutely no authority or we don't have um, that uh, right because our model is Jesus if he did not do that, we should not do that. We can do that, but we should not do that. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. These days, you know, being COVID, government has given few guidelines. No, we need to be very wise. When government says something, we need to. Just because we say we have the living God, we have faith and all this stuff, you can't just break the rules and say nothing will happen to me. Uh, there are a lot of pastors, I'll tell you, in India and South Africa. Yesterday, one pastor called me from South Africa and he was talking to me that 
since the covid started 62 pastors have died in one area i'm talking about one area you know what was the pastors uh, why pastors said nothing will happen to us we have uh, the power of god we have the blood of jesus we have the covering of the angels and uh, we have the word of god as a protection sams 91 and all these things and they started the service and uh, people lot of people got infected and with along with their pastors also got infected and pastors died 62 pastors can you imagine now you tell me is it the foolishness of the pastor or was the pastor trying to test god you know for example if a diabetic person says that i i i won't take insulin because god will protect me god will take care of me does it make any sense he is or he or she might be testing god but you know we can't force miracles to happen no on our behalf you know absolutely no we cannot force miracles to happen god will do things when we are in his will according to his will according to his word he will perform it he will never go against his word for example when daniel was in the lions den god delivered him not god delivered him but what was the situation daniel was put in the circumstances where it was the question of worshiping god or not when it was the, daniel had the opportunity to say that no i will uh, i will bow down to nebuchadnezzar but that was not the case he took a stand and thankfully god delivered him when shadrach meshach and abednego uh, situation came where they were put in the fire you know what was the situation they said before they were put there he said i know our god will protect but even if our god doesn't protect we will not bow down to the this thing that there, there was absolutely no test in that god he they never tested god they said we are willing to die no problem with that but we will not bow down to you it was a question where god had to defend himself god so god defended him now we cannot uh, say that we cannot go to one person and say that i'm going to pro, uh, uh, pro, uh, prophesy over you and that that things will happen yes i may be called as a prophet or i may be called as an uh uh what i may be called as an uh, i may have the miracle uh, what miracle powers uh yes i have the uh, this thing but doesn't mean that i take the position of god and do speak whatever i have to speak and uh, do whatever i have to do no no god will not act in that way we need to learn the word of god and live according to the word of god and act according to the word of god we cannot override god's written word and his word will never change it is the same yesterday today and forever that is why god goes back to the uh, the scriptures again and again he says that it is written you know uh, if you can study the book of leviticus and deuteronomy um, there's nothing like that i'm telling you there is absolutely nothing like that because you know 
and those two books you know those two books has to teach us so many important values we may say that uh, we are under grace not under law absolutely my friends we are absolutely under grace not law but jesus himself had quoted so many scriptures from the book of law all the apostles had also quoted from the book of law so if jesus being our role model if apostles um, whom we read lot of apostles if we follow their teachings we need to follow the book of uh, leviticus and deuteronomy why because it is god himself had commanded those things to moses and every single thing you know if you can read it it's amazing thing how god is interested in our walks how god is interested in our clothes how god is interested in our marriage how god is interested in the way we worship how god is interested in how we work it's so many things god is interested in every single aspect of our lives it's so beautifully written So Jesus goes back to um, the written word of God. What has to be done? Because that was his template. He the devil put up the word of God. Yes, correct. Okay, fine. He missed quoted the uh, word of God, but Jesus went back to the word of God. You shall not test the word of God. You know, it is not because Jesus was the Son of God. He said that do not test the um, do not test uh, uh, God. But he said is because you cannot test the word of God because the word of God is written. You shall not put the Lord in test. You cannot change or untwist God. You no. Know? Yes. Um, there's a. Um, Uh, one more uh, saying, you know, um, your world, your world is in your world. There's a saying that your world is in your world. My friends, I would like to tell you that that is wrong sentence. That's absolutely a wrong sentence. Why? It's because because our God doesn't. Uh, doesn't say something like that because yes we have to speak everything in faith it is impossible to please god without faith you know whatever you do in faith is it's not sin all those things are correct but whatever you say according to the word of god according to the will of god it will happen it won't happen anything out of the will of god so you need to we need to understand one thing very clear that uh, we cannot put the lord god out test uh, god to test you know we cannot quote take a part of the um uh, bible and quote you know uh, this is uh, if you can read uh, uh, the history of how the bible chapters verses was uh, divided one of the major things that happened was people started taking the word of god out of context they're not taking the word exactly it was written they are taking the word of god out of context and that is the reason we have so many denomination we have so many cultic groups we have so many uh, people mis- misleading uh, the church 
the body of Christ. So we need to be aware that we need to read the word of God as the way it is. And when we read the word of God and meditate on it, you know, and that is where we will take that sword of the spirit. You know, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And that sword of God will come. Only through the sword of God we can uh, destroy the uh, devil. You know, and further it goes on to say, you know, this is one of the tactics of the devil, you know. It goes on to say that, uh, again, devil took, you know, uh, uh, sorry about that, uh, the previous, uh, this thing it says, you know. Then devil took him to the holy city, you know. The devil can take you to a church to destroy you. I'm telling you and not all the churches but there are churches which is not based on the word of God. Based on the feelings, based on the, this thing um, they can manipulate your word. There are a lot of churches you know which, um, which projects as it's, it is a Christian church but we, when, when you read, when you hear the message it is not. So the devil can take you Okay, so we need to be very careful what we listen on the line, what we listen to, the what kind of preacher we listen to. We need to be very careful. Okay, I leave it there. Okay, verse, uh, verse 8, you know, it says, And the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I give to you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Go Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the left, uh, devil left him and behold the angels came and began to minister to him. Very, very important thing is that that Jesus uh, um, countering to what uh, devil was, what was devil after? See, devil always wanted uh, him to be worshipped as God, you know. In Isaiah it says, you know, he wanted to be worshipped like God. I will ascend the hill of the Lord. I will ascend the throne. That was the devil's intention, that he always wanted to be worshipped. That is why he was kicked out of the um, the heavens. Now, devil's plans are very, very, uh, very cleverly put, you know. He will offer you shortcuts. He will offer you shortcuts. He will offer you an easy kingdom. You know, that is what he offered Jesus, you know. Uh, Jesus didn't have to, he knew that Jesus has come to this world to um, be crucified. He knew he will be suffered. He knew he will be dead. And all these things, uh, devil knew that. Devil didn't want, he wanted to give an um, alternate solution for that, you know. Uh, he just, he offered, you just bow down before me, I will give everything to you. Now you have to know one thing very clear that devil is a ruler of this world. There are a lot of scriptures in the Bible which say so. You know, one of those things is that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers. That's one of the words. But there are a lot of other scriptures which says that this universe is ruled by the devil. And 
God himself i mean i'm talking about the father not the son i'm talking about the father father himself had given all the authority to, and the power to uh, the devil he in fact stole it uh, from the father you know another thing is very clear that satan had this power and he was controlling and if jesus had bowed down if jesus had bowed down and worshiped the devil just once he could enjoy all the glory without enduring any suffering that is the simple easy thing that the devil had offered you know just bow down before me everything is given to me i will give it to you you know there is a place in israel where you can go to a mountain and you could have seen 10 different kingdoms that is what uh, historians say 10 different kingdoms and that is the place where jesus was led and he could have seen all the 10 different kingdoms. you know all the glory the players splendor and all the wealth and the fame name and everything um jesus would have got just one thing that he had to bow down before him you know devil uses this very very uh subtly you know uh satan's uh, satan's power is given by god by permission you know he doesn't have an autonomy to do anything unless god permits him you need to understand one thing that very very clear that whatever he does has to be approved by god i i will understand whatever you do what i mean whatever the devil does he has to get an approval from god for example when he went to Jesus uh, sorry the father in the book of Job Job you can the father says where have you come from I, I was going around this world uh, through throughout this earth and I came from the earth you know and he said I saw a man Job you know he was not everywhere he was in one particular place and he comes to god and he says that like give me permission kind of thing you know he had a dialogue and saying okay go ahead god gives permission to the devil only then he can attack anybody or tempt or do anything whatever he god allows we will understand very clearly that what we go through in our lives probably if from the devil or uh, god is testing us if it is from the devil god himself father himself has allowed it if he has allowed it to jesus his son to be crucified or go through what he was going through this particular point he can allow it he allowed it to his apostles when god doesn't uh, i mean the devil does will give an alternative from god's uh, the plans you know he will give you shortcuts but the kingdom of god is there is no shortcut at all you know christian life is not a easy life there is always a a spiritual battle and one uh, if you won one victory he will not keep quiet he will come harder next time you know that is what happened to jesus you know jesus won this battle but the devil was silent for some time after that he came with another battle which is was greater than this one and jesus could overcome that battle because he overcome this battle the temptation he overcome all the three things of this world 
the lust of the eyes, pride of life, pride of eyes. So Jesus overcame all this temptation, not because Satan was giving an alternative kingdom, which was, uh, which is not difficult. It, uh, Satan will give anybody you ask uh, all the celebrities all the top top people business people and there is a group called as Illuminati um, and what not there is a lot of uh, group you know the main intention is that you ask the devil without any difficulty they will give you but you have to agree on his terms and agreeing on his terms is to become a slave to the devil. But whereas you know Jesus himself has written for it is written you shall worship the Lord God and serve him only. You know serving God is a choice that we have. You know serving God is not to be a slave to God but it is to walk in the freedom which God gives us. So if we choose to serve or bow down to the um, devil, he will give us anything and everything you want. So, for example, uh, I'm just giving you an example. I'm for uh, I'm not keeping well, or I need some money. I just make an agreement with the devil that I need good health, I need good fame, I need all the money. I'm telling you, pretty sure, whatever I ask, he will give me. He will definitely give me because all the powers, you look at the, uh, this world, that the whole world, uh, the rich and the influence and all the people who are in their people, I mean, uh, who worship the devil. How many believers are there? God-fearing believers. Hardly few. But how many unbelievers, how, how many people who are uh, worshipping the devil is there? So many people. They made a contract with the devil that you give me everything. But you don't know that when he gives you all these things, he will take you to hell. But the righteousness of God that will lead, leads to eternal life. You know, it is a hard way. It is a narrow gate. It's a narrow gate. It's a difficult way that we walk. To serve God. You know, we will have problems after problems after problems. That is absolutely no doubt in it because Jesus went through it. If God did not, Father did not spare Jesus, what uh, with 100% uh, surety I can say that if we choose to walk in serving God, our lives will be very, very, very difficult. Difficult in the sense, I'm um, not trying to discourage you, but I'm trying to say that they will not, will not keep us, will not keep quiet. He will get back to us very harder. But the promise of God is that He will always be there in our trials and temptation, in our walking through the fire, in walking through the wilderness, in walking through the water. He is always will be there guiding us, leading us, shepherding us. That is the promise of God that we have. You know, the temptation for God, the whole thing, if I can say, what was devil after was God's disobedience to the word of God. The devil was after God, Jesus, to disobey the word of God or to the Father. He, that is the same way he will uh, bring uh, into us. He will uh, like in this uh, bring like everybody's weaknesses is different. 
Okay, uh, for that particular moment, Jesus was very hungry, so he uh, brought that. Devil knew that he was being given the uh, what uh, the kingdoms of this world. Uh, Jesus will be given. Uh, was assured by the Father that he will be given. So that was why he was countering that. And Jesus, uh, sorry, uh, devil himself knew that all the power and authority was given to the Father. That is the reason uh, he was, and he knew that angels were always there for him. Uh, for Jesus. That is why he was trying to tempt um, uh, Jesus. Now you come on. Now you come on. No, but that was not the will of God for that particular moment. So Jesus had to wait. Waiting patiently is one of the key. So Jesus was waiting there patiently. Now my friends I would like to bring your attention to um, a very important thing that the same way we all have different different kinds of weaknesses. We all know it. Obviously, we, sh we should be knowing it. But if we give into that weaknesses, we fail our we disobey God. But the same way Jesus used the word of God, if we use the word of God, we are overcomers by the blood of Jesus or through the word of God. Now, the devil will do anything and everything to make us disobey the word of God, the commandment of God. You know, for Jesus, it was not about the pleasures of the flesh, the power of the devil or the popularity of the world, but it was all about the obedience to the Father. No, Esau, you know, sold his birthright for a ball of stew. Are we disobeying God for the sake of one-time pleasure or one-time need? It's a question that I would like to ask every one of you, including me. Are we selling our birthright like or are we selling our disobedience to God for the sake of one-time pleasure? No, for Jesus, it was not about the momentary needs, but it was about the eternal obedience to the Father. It was eternal obedience to the Father. I'll tell you one thing. If Jesus had one failed one test in that, we, our hope would be vain. Or it would have been waste for Jesus to come into this world and because he would have disobeyed the father and he would have sinned. That was not the case. But Jesus himself had overcome the world. You know, the very important thing is, you know, if you look into the whole situation, why God allowed him is that Jesus was tempted so that every creature on heaven and on earth, under the earth, might know that Jesus Christ is the conqueror. He exposed Satan's tactics. And he defeated Satan. And the same God has given us that power and the weapon. That is the word of God. And complete obedience to the Father. I end by saying that the devil will come back again 
to attack us just like the way we were prepared in the beginning someone said it so beautiful you know let's be watchful after the victory as before let's be on guard let's put on the armor of faith let's be put on the armor of god you know the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness the helmet of salvation the feet fitted to be ready to preach the gospel news the shield of faith the sword of the spirit let's be on guard let's understand the tem- uh, um understand what is devil after he is after our disobedience to the father that is one of the things that god absolutely hates you know he wants our complete obedience he wants our as the children of god as the sons and the daughters of god has been who is been redeemed by the blood of jesus i would want to tell you that the devil will be after us so that we will disobey the father disobey the commandment of god which is the word of god out let's bow down our head and just father lord jesus you did not leave your son to be tempted lord for he went through the test lord jesus and he was successful and you showed the way for us that we can be overcome us through your word of god Lord you made a way for us there where there is no way Lord Jesus your word says Lord Jesus no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind the god is faithful he will not let us to be tempted beyond what we can bear Lord Jesus you will always show us the way Lord Jesus when the temptation comes Lord Jesus you always show us the way Lord Jesus when you always will provide us the way Lord Jesus and you will not allow for us to be tempted beyond what we can bear lord jesus lord this particular moment whatever we are going through in this situation lord jesus that i pray lord that we would be obedient to the father we would be obedient to the father in any at any circumstances lord jesus might be um Uh, financially might be uh, emotionally might be spiritually lord jesus in any areas of our lives lord jesus in our marriages in our uh, job in our uh, friend circle lord jesus in our finances any area lord jesus that we would be faithful to you lord jesus that we give everybody into your hands lord jesus lord jesus you would continue to speak to us and minister to us lord jesus we give you glory and honor in jesus name Amen, amen.